You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Everybody and welcome to the Toy Photographers official podcast. My name is Christina Alexanderson, and once again, I'm joined by Shelley Corbett on the other side of the world. How are you, Shelley? I'm good, Christina. It's been a long time. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's been a really long time. I almost forgot how to do this, and. <laughs> <laughs> But I kind of felt uh, I needed the break as well, so I shouldn't complain. <laughs> How you say so you're fine, are you? Well, as fine as anyone can be in this moment in history, yeah. What is it with this moment in history? I think there's a, just a lot of distraction and stress and exhaustion and worry and it, it just is very it's taxing and it's it's hard on one's creative energy uh, do you express it through creativity or is it just a burden that makes you don't want to make cre- creative outwork or outreach at all it's both it's a creativity is a burden and it's 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 staring at you going why aren't you playing with me why aren't you doing this but once you get in it and are doing it and you're moving through it then it pays back and then the energy is there and then you're like yeah this is this is why i do this this is fun did you feel that way with the theme for today loki well i've i struggled with this theme a lot it is definitely not my forte at all but once i started on the journey and i was researching it and getting going on the technique then then the idea started to fly but unfortunately those that came too late in the process so i will leave it for later this week i think i'm going to keep my setup going and play some more this week and see what i can come up with so it's a it's just the start. The challenge is just the start for me. Well, why did you start late or did you postpone? What happened? Tell me more about it. <laughs> both. Both. I've been really distracted the last six weeks. So I had I had a cafe show I had to get ready for. So I would get all the work together for that. And yeah. then I was getting ready for an online Lego convention. I didn't know what to expect, so I just went all in. And part of getting ready for that was rebuilding my website and doing a little promotional video. And just and then on top of that, I'm still working for our business and and working that every day. And and all this all this stuff was on the side. So it just it was just a lot yeah. to distract me. And, and take away from the creativity and then that I was doing some work for I was assisting it's not really work um crazy bricks and his and that was fun that was creatively fun I really enjoyed doing that little series from his little brick buddies so there's just a lot 
a lot going on, a lot competing for the attention. Yeah. How did it go with the online convention? Was it anything like an ordinary convention? I think if you were just going as a as a viewer, just as a, an attendee, and you just and you really enjoy going to the workshops, then yeah, it was very similar to going to a, a uh, an online a, a regular in person convention. But if what you like to do is just kind of hang out around the edges and and chat and just see people and connect and go shopping. No, no, it was not. It was not a good experience as a vendor. So, I mean, we gotta try things. Definitely, you just gotta try things. And I'm glad I did it. And I moved a lot of things forward in other aspects of my life. So it was it was a good experience, and we all learned something. And I appreciate the fact that the BrickCon guys really, for an online convention, they they went all out, and it was amazing. Yeah. Well, it sounds it sounds like a difficult transformation, difficult to get it working in the same way, different but the same. <laughs> yeah, they 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 did their best, and I think they they had a really good run at it. And for a lot of the attendees, they had a super good time, but it just means you're attached to your computer for twelve hours a day, and there wasn't any time. I hate that. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, it's all that pivoting is exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it, it, the online stuff makes you really stuck to your computer and kind of l- really locked to the screen. And I think that's a difficult part of the, the distance and uh, the online convention or the online meetings. Yeah, it's being stuck on our computers. Any, all of us is not healthy. I mean, and it's, it feels like it's the only way to connect with people. But we just got back from a, a week vacation, and we a lot with a lot of social distancing. But it was just so nice to just leave it all behind for a few days and and get out in nature and and have fun and do something that isn't related to anything having to do with the pandemic and recapture some normalcy. So, yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Highly recommend that for anybody. St- step away from your computer. It's okay. I try to, to step away from my computer as much as I can because being home all the time, working from home, sitting in front of a computer all day work, doing work, then I really need to do other stuff with my free time so so I don't I, I do photography but I usually don't look at the photos <laughs> because I don't have the energy to actually sit by the computer that's that's fascinating because I have a ton of photos I haven't edited and I wonder if that's why is I'm happy to take them but taking them to the next step and seeing at my computer is just it, it doesn't sound like fun no it's so much I do it so much so I really need space to be free from the computer I love doing the photography but I I did some self-portraits I think it was four weeks ago I ended up importing it to the computer today because I needed the 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 cards I'm going for a 
a trip next week doing some photography for work so I need to empty my cards <laughs> so that's the only reason I actually went for the computer and, and imported the images okay I don't feel so bad I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive we, we are not the only ones either. I think it's really... Yeah, low-key, we talked about it uh, last time when we had in, ended um, recording. We talked a lot about what we had for ideas for doing this theme. And, and we talked a lot about doing Tobias' work. Did you end up doing Tobias' work? I did not do Tobias' work because I I look at his work and I'm and and it there's so much that goes into the building of the the setup the scene and mm -hmm. I could never find the time I had this really great idea of so when I, I walk every night and now it's dark and one of my secret pleasures is when I'm walking the dog is I look into people's windows yeah. I love that too. <laughs> I've done a photography pro project about looking at other people in, in secrecy. <laughs> right, we have that in common. And so there's this particular gentleman's house I walk by and he's always at his table and he's like either reading or he's doing a puzzle. And I really wanted to recreate that. But it's just, it's in my head and it's going to be there for a little while longer. <laughs> It was, just, it was just too exhausting. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of work re rebuilding, building these scenes. And I'm really, I thought about it as well. And I realized, ah, I will never try even to find all the props to, to make it happen. Maybe I could do a door or imagine there is a door. <laughs> So hats off to Tobias, uh, just even thinking about creating, recreating something that's an homage to him was exhausting because I know exactly how much work goes into his images and it's, it's amazing, which makes them all the more special. Yeah, it's a different kind of work than uh, the work I do. So it's, I'm really, I'm always impressed when I see people do totally different stuff from what I do so, so I'm always thinking oh could I do that no that's not me tell me about your image where did the idea come from well we went on our little family getaway before the weather turns nasty we went to Moab Utah which if anyone is familiar with that it's red rocks desert and and every time I go there for some reason I always bring my aliens and I brought the spaceship this time this awesome UFO I have because I wanted to photograph them in the desert and we we're sitting on some rocks watching the sunset and I and got my husband to help me with the lighting and I took we took a bunch of photos as the sun was going down I don't recommend trying to do high key handheld just want to just point that out not isn't it low key it, high key is totally the opposite right don't i don't recommend doing a low key image on manual with a slow shutter speed handheld so that was that was my idea was the the alien with the just just the cockpit 
lit up from inside, just kind of like a 60s sort of sci cheap sci-fi movie kind of idea. That's kind of where I was going. The invasion kind, you know, those really bad... I don't even know if there's B or C movies that were made in Hollywood in the 40s and 50s. Have you worked with the natural light doing this or have you used a flashlight or what what kind of light did you use? It was a it was a flashlight. I think we had two on that one which was a a, a small pen light flashlight and then a um a, just a a video light too. It's really dark. And why is it black and white? Oh, because the the that particular setup from Galaxy, I don't know, it was it's an old 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 set had some really bizarre purple and lime green parts that I found the color distracting. So I took it and I just like nah. So, so it's part of the pieces you use in the in the building that made it black and white. I I I tried. I mean. When I saw the image, I really couldn't read it. I looked at it and I looked at it at my phone and I looked at it at my big computer and I thought it must be some sort of creature inside of that bubble kind of trying to reach out, trying to get ahead because I read it like you have this swear of... uh, of the spaceship and you have the the alien inside but I read that as part a part of an eye and the other eye is outside the bright one the bright gray other part so I read it like a, a kind of a, like a monster or some sort of alien creature kind of moving through this dark kind of area dark kind of uh, almost sea almost a sea creature <laughs> so I had really difficulty to to see what the image was because I started to read it totally wrong and it wasn't until I sat down with my small computer in front of the in front of the mic and I was starting to record we were going to record and I realized oh now I see there's an alien it's an alien spaceship it isn't some sort of creatures with antennas kind of crawling towards me looking at me kind of trying to get inside something so I thought it was really mysterious and difficult to to get through the image and, and see what it actually was. It kind of made me read it two different ways and and seeing a totally different image. And I thought about why did I feel that way? Why why couldn't I read it? Probably because this is the hard part with low key. You just need to put the light in the right direction. You need to get the viewer to read the image from the right perspective. I don't say that I read it wrong because I didn't. I thought it was an, a strange, strange image for Shelley doing these kind of underwater creature again. <laughs> kind of alien in some sort of strange 
universe that I didn't know anything about and it wasn't Lego, it was something else. And I was really intrigued and thought she is doing something totally different and something I don't really understand. Lucky me, I will get her to tell me. <laughs> well, I, this is okay. So so when you're using low key uh, in my research, you this is a technique that you use when you're trying to convey an emotion. That's why most people use it is 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 for that and so my image fails on or falls short on a couple levels which is one there's no emotion to convey here I'm clearly someone struggling with the technique and I'm never going to get to the emotional element until I I understand the technique better so uh there's not any emotion to convey and if I'm trying to go for a horror monster alien I mean I'm not even close to that and then also is when you're dealing with light in such a uh, limited fashion you're highlighting outlining the figure whatever you're you're uh, you're breaking it down into in in to come what am I trying to say like into some really basic elements you're outlining you're highlighting certain areas you're not revealing the whole image just part of it and lego is very flat there's no texture to it so you don't have that play of light and dark to create an interesting sort of outline of a figure i don't know what i'm trying to say but it's it doesn't it doesn't inspire somebody to 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 do that if that makes any sense does it the, the play of light and dark i think that the difficulty with with the the light in this image because there is a difficulty with the light and i love the way i read it to begin with because then i work with the, the light bright areas as eyes i see them as eyes the gray round figure in the background of the swear and the head of the alien figure i read those as two as two, two eyes and the antennas that are really seen by the light is also part of the figure's face and the hard part is that you have so much light in front of the figure in front of the spaceship it doesn't really bring anything to the image so if you brought that down in Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever you use, put down the high key somewhat there, it would make it easier for the viewer to actually know that there isn't anything there. I don't have to spend my time looking at that part because it's so bright. So I think you could use some post-production for the image to actually help the viewer to actually portray the figure and make the light point towards the figure and the main point of the figure in the image. Yeah, to use the light to isolate the yeah. what's important. Yeah. 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 And and the hard part is that some areas of the 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 spaceship is so really spot on and you could bring that down just a bit in the the post production. 
and you would it would work much better for the figure uh, that is sitting in the spaceship because that's the main focus i'm supposed to look at that figure i'm supposed to think about his journey towards wherever he's going and how important or whatever he's doing on this voyage uh, or quest because there is a mission here he's really focused he's going for something he wants something but the light kind of makes me distracted so bring it down <laughs> yeah it uh I, and the and the and the the globe in the background bring it down as well because I'm not supposed to look at that at all. Yeah, this is what happens when you do it at ten o'clock at night, the night before you. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I do the same. I actually do the same. I had six weeks to work on it, and and I had three days, and it's still uh so takes a while to master a new technique. I'll I'll keep playing with it. Yeah, I did mine as well. Late, 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 late last night. You, you mailed me and you said you do you want more time, and I realised if I won't do it now, I will never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let it get through and and, and actually uh, make any make something of, of the the idea that I'm actually bringing to the table. Okay, so let's talk about your image. What's going on? Uh, it's a color image. It's uh, I put it in landscape, and it's of a figure standing, leaning towards something that the reader might read as a window, looking out or in towards something. And uh, the figure is in an area that's gray or slightly gray, going towards black. Uh, there is a low-key element in this image, of course, because we're working with low-key. I have this light coming from the left-hand side, spotting the figures, so half the face is in shadows and part of the body is also in shadow. And uh, there is a kind of a mist or some sort of uh, light dust towards half the image, almost all the way through the whole image. It's kind of greyish, almost like the figure is put in the, in the mist. And um, I had decided early on that I wasn't, I, I left the idea that I was supposed to do some sort of shadow figure with Tobias light, long casts, shadows in the dark. So I, I went for, for putting light on, on on uh, I used a flashlight actually and I used a window and I kind of worked with the reflection of the figure in the window because part of what I felt and what I feel when I look at this image is how locked in he is kind of looking out trying to see where the freedom is trying to find a way to escape or find some sort of way out to the normal normal life and using a stormtrooper the idea is really simple i wanted to be both the idea of the soldier trying to find a way out of the uniform of the obligation and 
on my on my own journey or the inner journey as me of me as a photographer it's me looking out trying to see if there is anything out in the darkness that i can find and feel is an opportunity to actually make me free or be part of something else bigger i'm looking at something that's really really dark and there is nothing there to see and on the same time the figure is kind of looking out towards where the viewer is but he doesn't see the viewer and the viewer just sees him so it isn't a, a connection and there isn't an opportunity for a meeting so it's a image kind of portraying where I am as a person and also my idea of the the soldier the footworker the the blue collar worker kind of locked in the system kind of working can't escape what is his, his purpose that's a, that's a lot of meaning in this image yeah i'm really uh, i think it i think it works for me it works <laughs> i can't say anything about anyone else but for me it works kind of having this figure kind of looking out not looking at the viewer, but looking out. But we can't see what he sees. And he doesn't see us. So he, we are in the hope. We are in the possibility. Uh, and maybe there is a possibility. And part of that, we, we talked about that being the viewer looking into other people's lives. I kind of love that. I have always done that. I love commuting in the evenings with when me me with my family growing up with my my parents going home with a, a train and I could sit and dream about whatever people were doing at their homes looking at the windows trying to imagine how happy or strange their life was there isn't there the 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 voyager or the view the voyeur isn't there in this image because i can't really feel that he's looking at someone he's kind of more looking inside himself it it feels more the latter and until you told me that it was taken through the window I, I did not know that, so I didn't have the whole reference of the window looking in, out, separation, wall, all that that iconographic imagery is not there for me. What I do find interesting about this image is that because you're shooting through the window, you have this double image, so the image is... Um, clear and then it has like a, a, a another layer as if either the image the figure has moved a little bit or shaking or there there's something or and then of course it's a stormtrooper and I know that for you that image is has a very personal background but f on you can also read it on a stormtrooper and and more of a sci-fi and is he is he transporting in is he fritzing out is there a tear in the universe is there there is he not all there is it uh, a shadow of himself i mean there's all these other connotations that that coming from that background i can layer on it as well i'm not shooting 
I'm shooting through the window. I'm, I'm looking at his reflection, actually. Right. However you did it, I love the fact that it is done in camera. There's no, there's, there's no, um, you know, post-production craziness Photoshop going on. It's like in camera, you see it, you're shooting through the window, you're shooting his reflection and there's that little double image and it's just a really, it's a really pleasing. It also sort of reminds me of, um, old television, almost that there might've been a, a moray pattern in there. Um, like from a, a television screen or something or a dot pattern from um, like the old style comics. There's, it's just, there's a lot of, is there a lot of grain in this image? No, that's also part of the window. It's the third reflection in the window. <laughs> it's a, I, I also like how it's framed. It just the, the, all the black on the right. And he's just, he's not quite in the middle just a little bit off and his arm is raised and and it's a contemplative but also potentially a painful pose like like i don't know there's a lot of a lot of just thinking wondering maybe pain involved in the pose it's not it's not a relaxed pose it's really it's no i really wanted the viewer to realize that he's probably behind a glass that he is probably locked in or probably part behind something he's trying to reach out to someone so that was important for me i love the image and i and i hear where you're coming from but without having a grounding on the window I haven't shot enough through the window or have that experience to be able to immediately look at that and go, oh, that's a reflection. No, you don't, you don't have to see that, but you, if you, I'm positive that you see it if you actually look at the image because the double, you can't get the double edges of the figure without looking at a reflection. Have you looked at a reflection or people in the reflection of commuting or sitting and really kind of lost in their own thoughts through the window? Then you know this is through a window. <laughs> so I'm really blinking hard I don't to those who actually Christina. look at those. <laughs> commuting I that that just brings up a whole nother interesting dialogue which is what our references are and and our experiences and how we may be creating images from our experiences and they're important to us but when we throw them out into the universe there's no guarantee that the viewer is going to have the same experiences they're going to have something completely different that they're bringing to that image. And yeah, they will probably only see a poor image. So so they will see a grainy one with a grey, kind of grey, dusty light. It's strange, but for me it's so vivid that it is part of a, of a way to portray kind of people lost in their own thoughts or lost in their own 
opportunities or trying to find their own opportunities. There is a lot of those images, even though they're usually not of toys. You're definitely stretching the boundaries of toy photography. But if, even if you take the that the self-reflection aspects out of it, there there is a lot of toys, memory, the past, what could have been, future joys. I mean, you can read that into this as well very easily. Even if you don't yeah. have the window travel self-reflection base point to work from. That's the interesting thing about about low keys. You're literally taking away so much of the information that you're leaving the viewer so much so they can bring to it. And and across the board on low key images that I was looking at, you really you the viewer's given very little to work with. Yeah. Because photography is all about light, but but on the other hand, high key does the same. You take everything else out of the image and just the splash of what's left of the high key of the elements of the pixels that connects to the sensor will be left out. It's the same, it's just a different expression. It's just a different expression. And uh, that means what, what you're left with, you better better be pretty strong. Yeah, and you have to have a, a lot of faith in the viewer to make it work. Or not. I. It's a learning experience, right? Is it? I how? How? How is, how is it a learning experience when you're trying to tell someone something? Is it a learning experience to tell people that you want to learn? On how do you do that through an image? You're opening... Okay, by this conversation, my mind has been open to other possibilities. And I'm seeing the world through a different lens, different than my own. That is a learning experience. Yeah, but that's a meeting, isn't it? But even if I came across this image in a cafe, a book or whatever, if I took the time to sit with it and... Then you would meet it I would, and you would meet yourself. Yeah. And that would be a learning movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought some favorites to the table that you really, really love. Uh, and I thought we would start with the Tobias image. Okay. You picked it out. What does it really portray? So Tobias's image is a horizontal, and he's working with HO figure, um, very small presser, I think is the brand. Why uh, is that important? Why is the why is the the corp, the the way the the brand important for the image? It it's not. <laughs> I'm just wondering because I want to understand. Okay, so uh, what we have is we have a a woman dressed in an outfit that is very much sexy, tight, shows all her curves, 
um, feels like a, a night like she's just gone to a fancy event of some kind a, a woman who's made for show and she's standing yeah. in front of some bookshelves that are in disarray papers everywhere on the floor on the on the bookshelves as if the room has been torn apart and there's a harsh light coming from the right illuminating the scene and have she done that have she made the mess in the room i have no idea that's what's so wonderful about the image is did she just come across this is she is she the one who did it is she just coming after someone who did it is she the perpetrator is she afraid is she i i, I have no idea that's that's what's so wonderful the, the enigmatic stories that are are being told by these dis- what's your interpretation is it she that has made the mess or has she come in the room trying to find what's left of the mess is she the second person to the mess she could be the third person to the mess we have no idea I, I'm not going to judge. I like... No, you don't have to judge. I want to hear your story. I... I want you to tell me what you see and what you pretend the story is behind this image. What I like about Tobias's image is I can sit in the ambiguity. I do not have to decide what's going on. I can sit and and just wonder at the possibilities. It's the ambiguity that attracts me to his images. So it's all the, 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 the answers that you like in the image. Yeah. Mm. It's it's literally the unknown, the 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 chaos, the, the the what's going on, the head scratcher, the gee, what's what's the image that came before this? What's the next image? And just being able to sit sit there and not have to decide. That's what I like about Tobias's images. So the feeling that he portrays is the uncertain or the unknown. Yeah, I I think it for me that's that's what I'm attracted to his work. I mean, Tobias is going to have a whole another story because I know that he there's a lot that goes into his work and there's a lot of thought that goes behind it and what those stories are. So I'm sure that for him there's 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 more to it, but I as a viewer and fan of his work do not need that. I I'm attracted to that particular feeling of uncertainty and never just being off balance when I'm looking at his work. I find that attractive. For me, that's part of it. I also like the way he kind of portrays film stills or film scenes. I kind of recognize the scene from an old movie that I've seen, a film noir, Um, that I really don't know the name of but I recognize it and I can pretend or I can almost hear the steps in the in the background or how she screams not in this image but how she gasps after after the air and I can really feel the drama around the image you yeah his his ability to capture that feeling of classic movies like the Maltese Falcon or any of those those film noir movies is just is uncanny yeah 
And I love the way he uses the light. Um, when I, we talked about it, we talked about how we come around photography. For me, I start with a white paper and he starts with a black canvas. And the difference is always <laughs> he kind of works with this low-key light, usually spotting it, the scene or the person he wants the viewer to focus on, the the questions he wants us to ask and I kind of do the opposite I kind of splash everything out in white and try to hide everything for the viewer the joy of photography is it is a flexible medium yeah yeah yeah, of course and that's the fun part of it that we use it use it so different and and we have different methods and the fun part of this challenge is to try and actually use use the lack of light to portray something instead of using all the light to portray something at least for me no it's a great challenge one i would highly recommend everyone to try if they haven't tried this because it it really a is a challenge and and you really do I think it's a it's a it's a great way to hone your skills of really looking at what the light is doing. Yeah. Yeah, and really because and I have this dear friend that is a photographer and he we I usually use natural light. I usually don't use lamps. I usually don't build anything. I usually kind of use the light that is coming at the, the model or the figure or the scene and portraying that because I'm I usually say I'm lazy but but he he loves building building the lights he loves building the scenes he loves doing the sun so when we work together he's kind of building all this light uh, stages for me to do my work and in the end it looks like that it's natural sun coming at uh, making shadows or whatever I've fall, fallen for just that day and it's so so miraculous to to work with someone who really loves using the artificial light compared to me usually usually using all, only natural light it's a it's a different skill set for sure, but I th- think if one can can get a good handle on working with artificial light, it makes it. M- m- I think it would. I would imagine it would it would affect your outdoor shooting as well. It's so different to work with artificial light compared to natural light, but the way they the way you can actually control everything you can control the golden hour you don't have to wait for the golden hour you can actually make it and for me that's boring because then i i don't i don't have to do anything then i don't even have to wait i don't have to look forward to to the sun going down or hoping it will be great weather tomorrow because i only can build it and if I don't want to build it today, I can build it tomorrow. It's it's no, I don't have any appeal in that. But I love having a model that says, "Oh, I can build that," and I say, "Oh, you do that," and I'll 
And then you have to relax. You have to relax even more. Because for me, the part is meeting the object or the the model in 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 relationship towards the light. I, I'm not actually the technical I'm not interested in the light in that in that in that part. I'm more interested in what happens when I actually look at the motive. What do I feel? How can I portray what I want it to feel like? So it's it's totally different and I prefer kind of finding my light rather than building my light. I I'm with you. I'm a I'm a finder. I'm a finder of my light. Um, I but I know plenty of people who are masters at building the light, and my hat's off to them. It's it yeah. is a skill set, though. Yeah, I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed. But it really doesn't trigger me. I wish it did. But I trigger. But I get triggered by images like uh, the one that Janan did of the Spider Man hanging down in the shadow. Isn't it Janan who made this one image? Yeah, I think when I saw that image, I gave up. <laughs> you did. I did. Why? I saw that. I'm like, I'm like, why? I there's, I mean, there's nothing I could do. I think that was actually really demoralizing for me to see that image. <laughs> why 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 is there's a there's a lot of artists out there creatives who literally refuse to look at anyone else's work because that because of how it affects them and normally i'm not like that but when this one came up i'm like i'm just like okay that's it. One, I'm like, that's like the best image that's going to be low key that I'm going to see in the next 60 days. So I don't have to go make anything. I'm like, we're good. I'm like, okay. This is the masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It was like, it's got the emotion and it's got the lighting and it's a great. Setup. What's the emotion? What's the emotion? Give, we'll start, well, let's start there. What's the, what's the emotion in this image? Uh, it's bittersweet. It's melancholy. It's, uh, it's uh, it's also playful. Yeah. <laughs> Truly playful. Yeah. I mean, you can just imagine uh, now. Now I forgot who the character is. Ah! Uh, Isn't it Stan- Stanley? Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> <Ad> is- <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I want point for that. I want points for that. I knew. I knew. Shit for that one. <laughs> But you can imagine at his table, you know, writing out his stories and, and you know, super into his Spider-Man and what the next adventure is and what's going to happen next. And then and then you have that image of the shadow of Spider-Man behind him watching and waiting for the directions or the just his his yeah. creation with him. I mean, it's just it's very sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. I love the details as well. I love the books and the shelves and the telephone and the radio. How it's a bit of strange though that he has some sort of monitor behind the the, <laughs> the notebook. I just have to say that. <laughs> so beware when you look at other people's images; it might just send you down a a spiral of depression. But it's okay. I appreciate Jan is an amazing photographer, and he really does 
have a nice meld of technique and emotion in his images. It's amazing. It's uh, it's strange and vivid and kind of something I've seen, but I haven't seen it before. I've seen a lot of images. I love images of me looking at someone at their home, at their work. I love, I like, I love to be a voyeur. voyeur. I love looking at people doing stuff and pretending that I'm not visible. (laughs) (laughs) And this image really ticks that in me. I love looking at it and thinking that I'm kind of just standing here. He doesn't know that I'm standing here looking at them. And I see also the shadow on the wall that he is not aware of. So there is so much that triggers me in this image. Yeah, as well. Now now we know to get to Christina, just create an image that makes her feel like she's a voyeur, a little fly on the wall, that she's privy to a secret moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I love uh, looking through windows, as you just said. So just do images looking through in- windows into other people's. I think I love that's part of why I like Tobias' work as well. He usually works in towards scenery or rooms. Or I, <laughs> when I do my own work, I usually kind of strip that. That's that's not important. <laughs> you never get that. Never. I never put anything in. It's kind of white or black or nothing. You can't really put it, the the scenery in a room. I hide that. Focus on the person. So Christine, another image that you brought up that you enjoyed was one by Scott F stop underscore rebel. So what what draw, what drew you to that image? Oh, I have to pick it up so I, I can actually look at it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I have this photographer that I really adore. Uh, his name is um, oh ah, now I don't remember him, but he's a f- he he was one of the biggest photographer in Kovi Gullish is his name. He's one of the the icons in Swedish photography, and he has this image of him a self portrait that that he has done in the fifties. He's standing in the dust. And the light is falling through the shadows or the roof. And you can see all the dust and you can see the silhouette of the photographer. And with him is his camera. I truly love that image. I would love to be able to make one myself. I love the dust. I love the low key I love the silhouette I love the scenery I love the way he has framed it and the way he portrays himself as a photographer of the ordinary world when I saw this image I saw Kovi Gullish <laughs> I saw the same kind of image it's an image of uh, it's really dark. It's a low-key image, and it, the the light comes from the right-hand side, and it comes kind of in shapes, almost like it were it through the dust or or the mist. 
and in the darkness is a dark figure. And I love the way you use darkness and put dark figures towards it because then you have so little different. I love that in your image as well. You have to work, you work with, a, you have so low contrast that you really can't, you, ha you have to master the light to actually get the viewer to, to be able to read the image. And uh, the the center of this image is a power figure. It's a a figure of um, great power. It's Darth Vader, and he's in the dark, and the light comes towards him. He's kind of lit out in the face. It looks like he's grinning, like a big smile. I like that. And on the floor is can't really see the figure in the beginning you don't really portray it you only see the the dark figure because he comes through he's walking towards the light but he isn't in the light yet but you can actually portray all the 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 silhouette of the figure and it's much harder to find the figure that's bending before the figure trying to master or show his obedience toward this uh, lord i love the way he uses the light in this image and how he makes this figure almost a joke and part because of the smile that almost comes through the face by the way he uses the light and I love the way it comes in diagonals down towards the figure and how he lifts his hand to actually make a, a scene or make a gesture towards the light. I think it's really well done. And I love the panel in the background, how it's backlit and you get the, the silhouettes of the light. I think that's amazing. I think you should have used backlight towards your ship as well because that would have been a, a marvellous effect. But the uh, spotlight just behind the the spaceship to get this rim illusion around the spaceship he gets it and makes the makes the the panel in the background stand out and makes it like he's really a man of steel and one of my favorite uh, authors is Astrid Lindgren. She's Swedish, of course, and she has this story of uh, 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 the knight Cato that has a heart of stone. And kind of Darth Vader also is a figure with a, a lord with a stone heart. And she, he appeals to that story as well in this image. I do, I do love the light in this one. Those really, those flares or whatever they are and how the black figure is interacting with them is really quite lovely and creates all these wonderful leading lines and just really interesting atmospheric effects coming into play here. It's really nice. And I'd never, I, it took me a while to even figure out there was a figure on the ground. That's, it's, uh, it's, it's lovely in its subtlety. Yeah, because you can't really, you don't read it to begin with because you only see the dark figure against the dark or the lack of light 
But once you see the, the figure on the knees bending, obeying this figure, you get it's even more powerful and more frightening, actually. It's kneeling? I don't know. I think I think so. I, I it could be laying. <laughs> here we here we come against the, the one of the limitations of toys is you can't always get them in the position that you want them to be in. It's not always clear. Maybe he's maybe he is in a subservient position. It works. Yeah, I think. Yeah, also, I think he is. he's the slayed. I well okay if you take it out of the Star Wars universe and we just like okay they're two figures it could be a fallen foe or a fallen comrade and he is railing against the unfairness I mean you you could flip this a little bit if you don't know the history of the characters maybe it's me but but I don't think just because you know it's Star Wars you don't have to read it as always as just Star Wars. You can read it in a higher sense or as a as symbols because Star Wars is just a fairy tale like every fairy tale or a story like every story and it kind of commutes or kind of uses this symbols or the icons that we have throughout the stories of, of the humans and civilization i don't think it's such a big difference that's a whole nother discussion because the the characters of star wars are their their importance their stories our relationships to those stories has changed over the last 40 years i mean at one point you know darth vader was the the baddest of bad characters and and in his lifetime, our lifetime, he's been sort of co-opted into something else. I, I don't even know what it is, but it's not evil anymore. But isn't that part of um, our time? The Wicked Witch of the West is still the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, wait a minute. That's yeah, not really uh, true. Yeah. That's not really. Is it? No, it isn't. Even, even uh, she's uh, been... Yeah, yeah. Everybody is kind of you have you you have to try to understand everybody today. <laughs> it was their upbringing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truly. No, I want my evil any... people to stay evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. I need a simple world, Christina, where the it's black is evil and white is good. Don't flip it on me. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you look at images like this one it, you see so much more than just Star Wars you usually I, I guess everybody is like me you kind of use your own icons or whatever images you bring with you to the table as well so it isn't just the Star Wars universe it's all the images we are surrounded around that George Lucas was surrounded around as well when he made the movie. We kind of bring them to the table as well. Oh my God, all this around light and toys. (laughs) (laughs) Can we finish on a light image? Yeah, do you have one? So go for it. 
Well, we did have left it open for a uh, low key could not only be lighting, but it could be emotion, right? That was part of our thought. And we both liked Sonny's image of Pinocchio figure that is, you called it Pinocchio. I think it might be something called Astro Boy, but I've never seen him. Don't really know. I'm not a toy collector, but uh, the idea of the of the young figure lying there, clearly mechanical. His little panel is open, and his and his little red beating heart all bright. I don't know. It's just very, very low keys, relaxing. It's just peaceful, hopeful. You think it is it hopeful? It to me, it's hopeful. Oh, <laughs> enlighten me because I see this beautiful toy with this bright red heart longing for, uh, because I see Pinocchio, so I see someone is longing for life and trying to be a living creature, even though it's a machine. Okay, I'll take that. It's Pinocchio. He's lying there. He's dreaming of being a little boy, but his heart is beating. Isn't that one step closer to being a little boy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. But he's still a a wooden toy. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Ah, You can't even give me one shred of just positivity today sorry sorry <laughs> i love everything about this image i uh, i like the low-key theme <laughs> because it's kind of brings me to the forefront i'm kind of a low-key person <laughs> then why are you shooting so much in a high key and but do you think those are happy do you see happiness in my images no i don't no, you see Loki, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, Loki really fits the the time. So I, we all should do Loki images all the time because that's the reflection of what we're living in right now. <laughs> yeah, but we need the bright. We need the bright images. I I think I usually say that I'm I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm hiding how difficult, how hard I think life is, or how <laughs> by making everything look really beautiful and soft. <laughs> I don't think you're alone there. I really don't. No, I don't think so either. Okay, so we've had fun with Loki, and it'll be interesting to see if any of this trans, well, uh, spills over into our next challenge, which. I do believe we had talked it would be uh, an image based on a mythological story. Yeah. What are you going for? Which one? Yeah. Give me a hint. I I think, I'm sorry, why can't people do their own story or, or, or pick one? Does it have to be a specific one? Uh, so you're going to make one up? No, 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 no. It has to be... It has to be uh, 
a, a mythological story. I want to know what Shelley's going to do. Oh, I want to Sisyphus. know. I want to know what's your first thought. You don't have to do that. You just have to give me a hint, so I have something to look forward to. You want? I want to be teased. Well, ones that come to mind are Persephone, which I shared with you uh, offline. My love of the um, of that one of the one soundtrack, um, and then so that that would be one. I'd also, I mean, and, I've done. And do it, you think everybody knows the story of Persephone? No, but we can. I I can tell it. Maybe yeah, I'll, do that. <laughs> maybe I'll do a six image narrative. <laughs> What's the story of Persephone? Well, it's a, uh, what, the she dies, goes to Hades, and her love tries to get her back, and what goes down, pleads the case. Mm, no. It's, um, no, it isn't. Okay, you know what, Christina? <laughs> the teacher wakes up. I mean, I'll go find pretty- a story... Here, why don't I just talk about one? I don't, I don't know enough about mythology. It's not part of my... My ovoir, it's not where my stories come from. Talk about busy people, you know, Richard Scary can go I don't, all in. I don't, I because that's don't where mean, my mythology comes from. I don't mean to make you upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Persephone is, uh, is her mother. The love she has, her mother, her mother loves her. And each year she gets to go back to her mother and that's when the spring comes and during the winter she goes to Hades she's Hades' wives and um, then the fall comes so she, when she goes back she leaves her mother that's the goddess of uh, the harvest or the, the seed and uh, we get winter and the the nature goes to sleep. I also love Persephone. I um, and uh, I love it because she's kind of torn between two people that loves her, Hades and her mother, Earth towards death. And I love that duality. It sounds like it's a great story for the changing of the seasons, which we are totally in right now, halfway between fall and winter um it would be kind of interesting also it would make a great diptych wouldn't it hmm yeah, right? yeah i'd love to see a six a six image narrative as well and inspired by that amazing music that you shared with me or or i'll just go do uh what what's the um uh, sisyphus in his rock there's another classic yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's truly a, a classic one. Or Ac- Icarus? Why not Icarus? I've already done Icarus, so but I can do them again. Okay, so uh, so the rules are: choose a mythological story. Make sure you know what the story is, because three going to come oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> or to make a choice like Richard Scary, because. I won't be able to to be the best one on those. <laughs> <laughs> we can do children's stories down the road, okay? We'll do our our favorite reproduction of a child's story down. That'll be a different a different challenge. Uh, and then uh, uh, show us uh, your your interpretation of that mythological story. 
and you don't have to write it down. Just, just take one from the, the pile of mythological stories. Make uh, Venus come to life by <laughs> getting thrown to the cliffs. Just, yeah, research the story, though. I'm just going to say that don't just go on one <laughs> off what you think you know. Make sure you actually know. Otherwise. <laughs> oh. The only oh. one who will meet the best wizard is you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This has been fun. A little dark for my taste, but still fun. Thanks, yeah. Christina, for the great conversation. You're welcome. And if people want to join with the, the theme for the next time, what should they use for hashtag? Let's do uh, TP underscore podcast underscore mythology. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll on the blog post, it will give you a deadline, probably uh, mid to late November. And yeah. uh and then we'll go from there and then we'll figure out what we're doing next. Yeah, go for Christmas. You can do the Christmas myth. Wee! Holidays! <laughs> which are going to be really weird this year. It'll Maybe it'll be the ghost of Christmas past will be our 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 yeah. theme. That's a good one. You Christmas memories. All, yeah, Christmas memories. Maybe all of a twist. That would Spooch. be good. Oh, that would be so much fun. All not well, not Oliver Twist because he's he's not. That's not a Christmas story. It's no, a, that's uh, that's uh, Martin. No, what's his name? What Scrooge? Scrooge. But what's the name of the author? Oh, Dickens. Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay, and uh, so thank you, Josh, as always, for making us sound good and. I, we would not be here without our, our loyal listeners. So thank you everyone for listening and commenting and participating in our challenges. Uh, we love to see your images and we can't wait to see what you come up with, with for mythology. Yes. And I really want to say that there were images that were low key that weren't just low key in life but also low key in heart and I thought that was amazing as well so thank you for sharing your images with us and thanks for the challenge Christina because this, this one was <laughs> it was a challenge <laughs> alright until next time until next time bye 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 Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. This week's show is produced by Shelley Corbett and Christina Alexanderson. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kittleson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.